0: Perhaps there are those of you who are tired of the usual holidays. Perhaps you can find a way to celebrate December 6th as National Gus Day, National Miners Day, Finnish Independence Day, or perhaps Mitten Tree Day? Charlottesville Community Engagement does not have the resources to offer prizes to anyone who composes carols for any of these occasions, but I, Sean Tubbs, can certainly dream. On today's program, Michael Kochis will be the next chief of police in Charlottesville once he wraps up his time in Warrington. Updates on various transportation projects in the city of Charlottesville. Two elementary schools in Charlottesville will receive new names, but more public feedback is requested on two options for Clark. And a roundup of new legislation, including a bill to eliminate license taxes for dogs and cats. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, an area nonprofit wants you to know about what they offer to help you learn how to preserve, protect, and appreciate trees. The Charlottesville Area Tree Stewards holds several events throughout the year, including a two-part seminar on Zoom this week called Identify and Control Non-Native Invasive Plants in Fall and Winter. That's with tree steward Tim Maywalt, Managing the invasive plants that are overtaking our green spaces is a challenge, but any of us can do it with the knowledge to identify and treat them. This class will show you how to identify about 30 common invasive plants in the Virginia Piedmont and illustrate a wide range of options for treating them. Part one is tonight at 7 p.m. You can register in a link in the newsletter. Part two is Thursday at 7 p.m. There's also a walk on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. at Penn Park to illustrate the topic in real life. That's the Charlottesville area tree stewards and their class this week on invasive species. <music> Charlottesville City Council has approved the selection of Michael Cotches to serve as the city's next police chief. Interim city manager Michael C. Rogers made the announcement during last night's city council meeting after explaining the process. The firm Hire was hired to conduct the search and they identified five candidates. Three finalists appeared last week at a forum run by the Police Civilian Oversight Board and the process also included input from committees. Here is Michael C. Rogers. Through that process and looking at
1: uh uh, the rating of the various committees, of the various candidates. It became clear that one candidate uh, stood above uh, the others in terms of the rating. And that candidate was uh, Michael
0: Kochis. Kochis is the current police chief in Warrington. Rogers, an employee of the Robert Bob Group with an extensive history in municipal government, said he contacted different organizations in the Fauquier County town to get references. These include both Black Lives Matter and the NAACP. It comes back lowering reports in terms of his approachability,
1: his engagement and commitment to community, uh, his uh, steadfast approach to uh, solving uh, problems and building partnerships with the community.
0: Before the vote, City Councilor Michael Payne remarked on the process that led to the decision. And I would just acknowledge I think the path to reform is um, going to take a lot of time and community engagement and trust is going to have to be earned And on council. We're going to have to um, support that effort long term, acknowledge where we've come up short. Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook noted he had talked to his counterpart in Warrenton a town with a 2020 census count of 10,147.
1: He said basically we will be sorry to lose him, but I want you to know how well-respected he is, how uh, you know, he, they mentioned specifically the fact that one of his biggest supporters was the NAACP.
0: Vice Mayor Juan Diego Wade said he looked forward to new leadership. He took the time to thank the other two candidates. We had three excellent choices, and that is a good thing right there. And I imagine, Mr. Rogers, it's difficult for you to make that final determination. Incoming Chief Colchis appeared at the meeting via Zoom after counsel voted to accept Rogers' recommendation. I really do appreciate the faith and confidence, uh, counsel, that, that you have placed in me uh, to lead the Charlottesville Police Department and the women and men of that organization The start date for Chief Colchis is January 16th, 2023. I'll have more from a press conference with Colchis in the next edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. One of the main purposes of this newsletter and podcast is to keep track of various pieces of transportation infrastructure. There's a lot to report from last night's City Council meeting as Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders offered several updates. For background, this has been a year in which the city of Charlottesville's inability to complete transportation projects became an issue with the Virginia Department of Transportation. Several projects were canceled, and the city has hired a new transportation planner to help with staff capacity to manage the workload. Here are the headlines from some articles on the topic this year. City transportation planners present ideas on 5th Street. Charlottesville officials recommend steps to reboot transportation management in the city to avoid losing out on future funds. City officially cancels West Main streetscape project. Preparations continue in Charlottesville for more to walk to school. CTB briefed on cancellation of Charlottesville smart scale projects. And planning continues for safety improvements on 5th Street in Charlottesville. In April, City Council approved a rezoning in the Frye Spring neighbourhood for 170 units. As part of the conditions, Southern Development agreed to pay $2.9 million toward the upfront costs of bringing Stribling Avenue up to standard, including adding a sidewalk. Here is Sanders.
1: In regards to Stribbling, the sidewalk project that is to accompany the Southern Development Project is It's not moving uh, with the bigger that we anticipated at this moment because there was a lawsuit filed against the city for the uh, financial instrument that we're planning to use. Uh, We hope that that will be resolved as a legal matter at some point in the first quarter of next year. But in the meantime, the city is still working internally on figuring out the various things that we need to do to make sure that once that matter is resolved, we are full steam ahead.
0: The city would pay Southern Development back by using the additional property tax revenue that will come from the rezoning. Cabell Marshall sued the city earlier this year, asking for the rezoning to be declared void. Here's paragraph 12 of the complaint. The infrastructure funding agreement does not comply with the clear mandate of
1: Article 7, Section 10 of the Constitution of Virginia that a city can only borrow money, quote, provided the notes shall mature not later than 12 months after the date of the issue.
0: Many Frye Spring residents have also pushed for ways to control vehicle movements on Jefferson Park Avenue extended, including its intersection with Stribling Avenue.
1: There are many, many different ideas of things that can be done. I honestly don't think there is a proposed concept for JPA that we have not heard. Uh, there are a variety of projects and varying degrees of consideration, uh, some funded, some not funded. We have a lot to take a look at for that corridor specifically. We intend to continue to do that.
0: Sanders also addressed a petition from Andy Orban to install dedicated bike lanes on West Main Street. He said that won't be happening anytime soon.
1: Uh, we're not ready to consider alternate ideas for West Main, having just officially canceled that project on the books.
0: Sanders said staff has been meeting with VDOT to understand what the state agency needs from the city going forward.
1: Once we are in full alignment with VDOT, which we hope is gonna be concluded in the first quarter of 2023 with the state uh, transportation board taking action on our various requests, uh, we'll be able to come back and take a look at West Main for some potential reconsiderations.
0: Sanders said that any further funding for West Main Street would have to be balanced against the city's other needs. One of those could be on East High Street, which has limited facilities for pedestrians and none for cyclists. Sanders said council will see a report in the near future about how half a million dollars in American Rescue Plan Act funding devoted to Safe Routes to School will be spent, and there will be a request for additional funding. Some projects on East High Street may be on that list, including a sidewalk in front of a utility building. Some non-infrastructure steps have already been taken.
1: Uh, Cat has already moved the bus stop on that, in that section to prevent some of the ongoing traffic concerns with people going around the bus through the parking lot at Jack and Jill.
0: Sanders said he understood there are many concerns about transportation, and he said he needed more time to help build the city's capacity to address connectivity issues. We are sorting through those. We should have an award made in in the next week or so. Uh, so that we can launch our effort in, in January. In other news, Rogers announced that seven firms have responded to a request for proposals for a company to help council develop a new strategic plan for the municipal government. A strategic plan is not to be confused with a comprehensive plan. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Friends of Charlottesville Downtown and the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau want you to visit the Central Place on the Downtown Mall Saturdays and Sundays in December for Magic on the Mall from noon to 4 p.m. Festive family activities include Selfies with Santa on Saturdays, Music on the Mall at 2 p.m. on Sundays, and the Peppermint Trail, where you can find all sorts of treats. Ride the holly trolley or go on a magical scavenger hunt to find the elves in Seaville by starting at Charlottesville Insider or downloading it online. For a list of participating businesses and locations, visit friendsofseaville.org. A Charlottesville City Schools Committee is recommending that the names of two city elementary schools be changed. Here's a section from the school system's website.
1: Although the committee considered keeping or modifying the names Venable and Clark, in the end, members decided that maintaining the original names in any way would continue to uphold the original problematic namesakes.
0: Third and fourth graders then voted on potential names. Venable students chose Trailblazer Elementary by a wide margin, according to city schools. The name honors the Charlottesville 12 and others who fought for an equal education. It also is seen as an invitation for students to continue blazing new trails today. The vote at Clark was closer. Friendship Elementary won by a slight margin. Here's the website again.
1: The name Friendship Elementary honors the relationships that are at the heart of a school and references the current name of Friendship Court, which anchors the school in a geographic place that is home to many Clark students. The name of Friendship Court is subject to change as part of the facility's redesign.
0: Summit Elementary is the second place choice. The school board has asked for more public comment on the two names. People are asked to email schoolboard at charlottesvilleschools.org before January 5th. There are 70 days now until the General Assembly convenes and the pre-filing of legislation continues apace. Here are several new bills. Senator Barbara Favola has filed a bill to increase the number of people on the State Board of Local and Regional Jails from 9 to 11 members. Senator Ghazala Hashmi will carry a bill to update state code to remove the terms handicap, handicapped, and other variants with alternatives such as disability and impairment. Senator Scott Surivell has filed a bill to allow parties in custody cases to submit evidence of medical reports. Surivell has filed another bill to allow special agents of the United States Army Criminal Investigative Division and the U.S. Air Force Office of Special Investigations to be considered conservators of the peace. That allows them to serve warrants in conjunction with local or state law enforcement. Currently, only U.S. Naval Criminal Investigative Services special agents have that privilege. Delegate Tom Anderson has a bill that would eliminate the requirement to pay license tax for dogs and cats. HB 1406 would allow localities to create a lifetime license. Charlottesville collected $2,490 in licenses in fiscal year 20. Delegate Brewer has a bill to allow people with concealed weapons to carry firearms into Capitol Square or any building owned by the Commonwealth. Legislation passed in 2020 completely prohibits firearms in those areas. Brewer has another bill that would expand the workers' compensation presumption of compensability for certain cancers causing the death or disabilities of certain employees who have completed five years of service in their position to include melanoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and bladder and thyroid cancer. That's HB 1408. More on these bills as they are filed. And of course, if you know someone who's running for office at any of the levels I cover, please have them get in touch with me. Or if you're running, please let me know. I'll cover, I'll cover, it. It. I'll cover it. it. I'll cover it. But that is the end of this particular program. And today's newsletter was initially going to come out before noon. But knowledge of a press conference at 1 p.m. made me extend the anticipated production time. The perfect window to be published is between noon and 3. and The earlier, the better. Yet writing and producing the whole thing alone makes it difficult to come to a routine schedule every day. This morning I also published the second 5th District Community Engagement installment for this week. That took about two hours. There is so much I want to write about and my hope is to continue growing the operation. Thanks today to Bree Luck and Michael Kilpatrick for their volunteer audio contributions today. My hope is to expand on that effort to feature more voices and more stories from other people. That would make the name Charlottesville Community Engagement slightly more accurate. All of this work is funded by readers and listeners, and this is the usual thank you. You are helping to fund the current work as well as future efforts. I am grateful and hopefully so are those who are getting to read or listen to the information as well for free. If you want to join those paid subscribers, Ting will match your initial payment. The entire company, the internet company, sponsors the work here on Charlottesville Community Engagement, whether it be at $5, 50 a year, or $200 a year. I do not have the bit of copy that tells me about how Ting will match that initial payment in front of me, but I believe off the top of my head. Let me see here. Yeah, uh, if you enter the promo code Community at checkout you will get free insulation, a second month for free, and a $75 gift certificate. Gosh, I got it done. Listen to that. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. I will be back tomorrow with another installment of the show. Thank you very much. In the meantime, check out anything that might have been missed at infoseville.com. Thanks for listening.